0: Episode 87, I'm all alone. I'm out in L.A. Been here for a couple weeks. It's been pretty great. Uh, It's so goddamn cold in New York that it is incredible to get away, if only for a couple weeks, and to sit shirtless and do nothing. Um, I came to L.A. to watch my parents' dogs, actually, uh, while they were visiting other siblings, other more established siblings. And it's been it's been i mean everyone knows my relationships with animals so it's not that i dislike animals i just think it's wrong to treat them i think it's wrong to put them in a house they don't want to live in a house they want to go wicked they want to get wicked outside and go fully wicked so i'm not anti-animal but i i feel uh, that it's wrong to encase them in these human dwellings i was thinking about this the other night like the, the the best animal life you could have uh to us as humans is probably to be like Paris Hilton's dog to be like a little dog that gets to be on airplanes and just have caviar all the time or whatever rich people do but if you think about it that's actually that's the worst thing in the world for a dog A dog does not want to be on a fucking airplane or eat rich human food it just doesn't a dog doesn't want that so fuck you dog owners fuck all of you no I mean you're not all of you just most of you I can't stand um but dogs are fine themselves they're they're whatever um, my d- parents' dog is a massive German shepherd named Gemma and she, she likes to shred shit up. Um, in the, one of the first days I was here, uh, I woke up late and I was in a stupor and I, and I kind of came out of the room and the dog was gone out of its crate, gone. And, and, um, the, I didn't know what was going on. I was like truly in like a weird haze. This actually has never happened before. I don't think where I like, I get up and I, and I don't really know what's going on, but I was like very confused. Um, the dog is gone, I call my sister Joy, and I, I go, hey, wh- where's the dog? And she goes, what's up, bitch? And th- that's not really the relationship I have with my sister, um, even comedically speaking. It was like, it was, it was, I was very confused what's going on, and I was like, "So," but I didn't question that element, I just go, where's the dog? Like, what's going on? And she goes, I have the dog. And I was like, what? I truly, for a second, I thought my sister went full Joker and had kidnapped the dog to kill it. And then, and then, you know, like, was burning the town down. I thought my sister was going full Joker. And then at some point, and she kind of keeps laughing, too, like, at me in a sinister way. And at some point, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then Joy says, who do you think you called? And then I look at my phone, and it's Joy Todd, a different Joy, not my sister, a different friend from Nashville. And, um... So I called the wrong person. So it's kind of a grandpa story. But it was it was a good relief to know that my sister was not murdering our dog and that everything is fine. My sister is not killing anything. She's totally regular her not talking to me at all instead. That's the regular way. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, I've seen a lot of... What have I been doing? I've been driving a lot. And... The interesting thing about driving, uh, or like LA versus New York, of, of rage. There's rage everywhere, no matter what, because you just there's not enough space. There's too many people, there's too many fucking idiots. There's rage no matter what you do. You're gonna get you're gonna get hit with some rage. But I noticed a big difference here is obviously driving. You know, you're you're getting cut off by people. You're you're experiencing the same things in New York, but it's in person. And in New York, you kind of remember the face of the person who pissed you off. But in LA, because it's cars that are cutting you off, and it's and it's these vehicles that just go past you, you kind of forget about them immediately after it passes, which is a weird thing, because I keep finding myself in the car, something happens, and then I'm I'm legitimately willing to kill someone. I'm I'm considering I'm gonna run this car. I'm gonna run into this car on purpose just to ruin their life and my life, and then within a few minutes you forget with that. You couldn't even tell what car that. I couldn't I couldn't recall. Like right now I'm trying to think of. The, all of the instances since I've been here and I cannot think of one of the cars of the 12 at least cars that I almost mowed into can't even remember them because they don't have that same kind of identity as a human face that you can hold on to forever and wish you could punch so it's interesting um, I kind of like it better out here though, because your, your rage passes quicker because you don't remember who pissed you off it was just an entity um, so that's one element here that I like What else is that? Oh, yeah. The other night, uh, I had to pick up my dad from the airport. And as I'm leaving the house, I realized my phone, I just didn't pay. You know, it works on Wi-Fi. I, I forgot I was supposed to pay today. Didn't pay for the new month because I go month to month because I'm poor. And um, as I'm driving, I realize, oh, my phone's disconnected. But I'd already put the route in. So it's telling me how to get to this airport. I was like, "Oh, well, that'll be fine. I'll just, just, I can still follow this route." And then I did the dumbest thing, which is I was like, "I can, I can make a quicker route." And I just, I went off the route, which means now I'm not in the care of the previously used Wi-Fi connection, and it cut off immediately. So I'm just in the middle of LA, going, "I have no idea what I'm doing," and it was a truly childish feeling to to be like, "I I can't, I can't get where I'm going. I can't call my dad to tell him to get an Uber because my phone's off, and I'm 37." Um, so it, it could have ended in tragedy, but it, it, luckily I, I just, I was able to look at the map and kind of eyeball my way to this airport. So it worked out. It was okay, but it was a humiliating, a very stressful moment to, to, to go, to be out and about and go, I don't have any way to get in contact with anyone and I have a job to do. I'm supposed to be picking up my daddy, but it worked out, you know, um, I guess everything works out is the message I'm here to preach to you guys, that Jesus is real, and you don't need to pay for your phone minutes. You can just go for it and just pray, 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 and it'll all be okay, um, I think. I also thought of, uh, about this while being here. It's it's such glorious you know weather, as everyone knows, that... Uh, someone but you know celebrities people die in the news or whatever and and uh or even if you know someone i just i just felt like it's weird to die in LA because it it is so nice out that it doesn't it's hard to feel gloomy here in the appropriate way of a, for a death so don't have your funeral in sunny LA is my advice if you die here move it up to seattle or some go somewhere where people can feel the appropriate sadness cuz it's just too there's too much vitamin D here to give in to funerals. You just... I mean, I couldn't even go to one if I was asked to. I go, I can't. It's too... It's too happy here. I'm going to go to a funeral shirtless and in shorts. That's also... I've been i have been not wearing a shirt while I'm here as like a, a fun jungle lifestyle. And it does feel good to, to, to kind of walk around barefoot and shirtless. It does feel temporary though because I know I could not live a life like this. I know I... I my money is dwindling greatly. Um... As is as is my support. My support is dwindling greatly. Uh, speaking of support and things that I need you to support is the project we just. Well, I guess like last week we dropped the project, our six part uh, documentary mini series about trying to create a project, um, made by Haldane, me and Mister Will, uh, tons of other friends that are in it. Will's wife, whom I don't remember her name, but you know Will is enlisted his wife. He's forced her to be in this thing, and that's great of him to do. Um, our other great friends, Rocky from Wilds Night, Wild Nights with Rocky. I can't list all my friends. I don't remember who all was in it at the moment, and they don't listen to this podcast, so it's kind of pointless to list anyone else besides Rocky and his, but thanks to everyone who was in it, of course. Uh, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out on YouTube.com. It's called The Project. It's our little uh, mockumentary. It's our little Christopher Guest ripoff. You know, It's us doing what we can. And we just put it out, and the first episode has three times the amount of views as the third episode. So it's so the views are dwindling as it goes down. But here's the thing, guys: episode one is maybe the least uh, exciting one. So you got to get past episode one. It's like any TV show; you got to get past that to get to the the real juice and the real meat of the uh, the project. So please get out there, watch it, show it to people. Show it to people within the industry so that I can stop being a bartender slash whatever else I am, a freelancer who's constantly going back to my former employers and asking for work. You know what I'm saying, guys? Get, get me successful. Jesus Christ. I mean, what's it going to take? I've already, you know, we've made two different pilots. I should be successful by now. Um, what else is going on? I've been watching a lot of TV here, a lot of 90 Day Fiance, which I, I love that show anyways. I think everyone kind of loves that that piece of shit show. But now it's it's become so extreme. There's so many couples and so many people on these recap episodes where they all get together, or the like season finale episodes where they all get together and sit down, that... It's mostly just people from other countries fighting other people from other countries. It's mostly their, like the last episode I watched it was just two Nigerian men fighting via FaceTime on a stage that is filled with white people. It's the weirdest thing in the world. They're all watching this Zoom argument over these two people from Nigeria that are, it's insane. You guys have to get into 90 Day Fiance and watch the shame unravel uh, and watch all the white people be bedazzled. I was thinking about the other day, I think thinking about death a lot here in, in, uh, in Los Angeles. I don't know why. Celebrities come here to die. And when MJ died remember his hospital was surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people trying to get information or whatever news crews it was the the hospital was flooded with humans and I just imagine like if you had your own death or serious issue going on that day and you were brought into that ER and you couldn't get in because all these photographers and like psychotic moms are out there crying because their weird strange non-sexual man died but imagine if you couldn't get in and you're like your ambulance is trying to and you die on the on the tarmac essentially waiting to get because Michael Jackson died he can't be dead Um, also yeah two days ago there was a a triple homicide here in the neighborhood that I'm at Laurel Canyon and that murder is still on the loose so I've been kind of on the lookout seeing if I could make a friend seeing if there's anyone out there that needs a buddy a shoulder to Leon and then I could turn him in for money put that money towards my next project and then you know that's how we get funding here it's murder basically Speaking of murder, can we murder the entire production of the State Farm commercials? Because whoever's making that goddamn shit, I sincerely, I want you dead. I want to kill you. The writers of those commercials, the performers, the editors, everyone who makes those State Farm commercials, I want them dead. And that's a call to action. Everyone get out there. Get on IMDb. Look up the credits. Figure out who wrote that shit. Who's making this happen and kill them. For me. A lot of billboards out here I've seen, too. A lot of billboards. And um, there's this new Scooby-Doo, which I'm sure everybody knows about, by Mindy Callan is doing it. I didn't know that. I just kept seeing this new Scooby-Doo billboard, and I kept, and I didn't realize that Mindy was involved, and that the character Velma is now an Indian girl, which is Totally fine. I don't have any problems with them taking something boring and white and dumb and making it maybe more interesting. But I'll tell you this much: because I didn't know that, I thought all of these billboards were Velma standing in the shadows, and I was like, "What? Why do they keep using this image of Velma in the dark?" I it was until someone said, "Oh, it's Mindy Kalen voicing it." I was like, "Oh, okay, okay. So they've it's a different character now." But I thought that they were choosing to use these strange, you know, like unlit drawings of. Velma. So, maybe, you know. Maybe next time, guys, put on the billboard, Velma is now Indian. So that we all know. Jesus Christ! (sighs) Okay, what else? We got any notes here? Coldplay. Coldplay will not fucking quit. The the night I got in, they played on Jimmy Kimmel, and it was one of the weirdest, most shameful things. He starts... He comes out and goes. I'm so sorry, Jimmy. That we can't play on your show. You know, just too bad we couldn't play. I'm just so sorry. Like they're doing this big, long, dumbass setup of, if only we could have played. And then he goes, but I keep bring you this this little, small gift. And he brings out a tiny music box. And Jimmy goes, going, what? What the heck is that? Like it's the scripted fucking bullshit of them pretending to not know that Coldplay is about to play on Jimmy Kimmel's 20-year anniversary show. Guess what? We all know Coldplay is going to fucking play. Anyways, he sits and he plays this little music box, this little, oh, and he turned that on and it starts playing clocks. He said, well, maybe I'll just start singing to you while I'm sitting here. And he just starts singing to Jimmy Kimmel's face, just looking at him in the eye and singing the song, smiling, doing that weird Chris Martin shit. It eventually stands up, points, the curtains open, there's a symphony, and then the whole band, and then Jimmy Kimmel at some point is playing, like, saxophone or oboe on stage with them. It's horrible. This is horrible, 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 horrible shit. And I, that's another, I'm calling to death. I need, I need you guys to get out there and murder Coldplay, too. I need you to get, also, the people who create the wardrobe for Coldplay, the people who are creating these stupid, mixtures of all of their former styles free trade rainbows i mean what if we mix it all together and make you wear eighteen thousand dollar t-shirts they're you're pure pure shit not to mention everything else that coplay does that's hellish but it's such goddamn shit and then last night or two nights ago i saw them play on snl even more offensive even more absurd they come out they have people in like corny like 70s alien costumes come out and kind of pretend to sing and play guitar with them because the only way to apply to everyone is to make something that applies to no one and that's what they're doing they're trying to make a song global and universal so we'll just make it so fucking vague and nothing that no one can be mad about it but i'm mad about it because it fucking sucks also at the end by the end They've pulled out 15 black people to stand in front of them and sing a choir thing version of their song so that they're inclusive. And I know this specifically because I watched an interview with him where he said, we're working hard to address the lack of diversity in our band. In your four-person, white-person band from England, you're working hard to address the lack of diversity. What that means is we hire 15 black people to stand in front of us to be our human shield to say we are diverse, and then you guys think we're great, us four white people who we're in charge of these 15 people. It's really actually disgusting and they should be again they should be shot you got you got to line them up you got to kill them if you're if you're a friend of mine if you consider me a friend i need you to devise a plan to murder certain celebrities on my behalf but not let it be traceable to me cuz i'm not going down for this in fact if they get killed in the next week i'm that's not on me cuz there's no way this no one reacted that quickly if they get killed in two weeks maybe that's on me but for now you know we'll see we'll see what happens um, I don't know what else there is you guys you know we, we, maybe we can do a remote episode with Will soon because uh, I'm here for another week or maybe I'll meet with Matt Smith and do one um, but it's a lonely world out here you know it's a lonely world. I did I did this time what I do every time, which is I hit up like 15 people from New York that I vaguely know, but I'm not really friends with that I would not hit up in New York while hang. well, if they were there, we would never really hang out there. But because I'm here, I hit them up and go, let's hang out. And then by the end, I'm like, I, I actually don't want to hang out with these people either. So I've only hung out with a couple classic homies, Nathan, Matt, Colin, you know, the real friends, but, um... But there's plenty of people out here that I vaguely know um, and, you know, that I never see. So I guess maybe I'll stop hitting up those people. I'll stop pretending to be friends. Or I won't. Or next time I come out here, I'll hit them up once again and they'll go, I guess that bartender is trying to hang out with me again. And I am, okay? That's it. Um, Guys, check out the project. It's on YouTube.com. Just look up the project or look up Asher Sucks, or check out my Insta, or whatever. Just watch that shit and send it to anyone who can fucking help us. Because we do not have the money or the time to do this again. We're going to need some sincere funding next time. Alright, that was episode 87, I think, of This World Blows. Love you.